This podcast is brought to you by Upcase. Improve your development skills by completing coding exercises that are peer-reviewed by real humans. Learn more at upcase.com. Sorry, I I just turned on recording. I Uh, I was still trying to figure stuff out. I'm ready, I think. Ready? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This is the Tentative Podcast with uh, Kyle Fiedler and... Red Alamedin. And we're all about game-changing UX on this podcast. Yes. Boom! You like that intro? No, that's <laughs> terrible. You, you just you just broke uh, both <laughs> rules we we had from from first episode. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk with you. You've been doing a lot of, I guess, Mac and iOS stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about the two projects that you've been working on and, and what the differences are between working on those and working on web stuff. Because uh, that's what's interesting to me. <laughs> okay, so you're basically telling me that this is going to be an interview episode where I have to answer all your questions. I think I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I think that's basically why I said I'd do this podcast with you. It's just, just so I can interview you every couple weeks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what everyone can't see is you're like throwing your arms up in joy, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm super happy. Like, yes. I'm okay. Talk about myself. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, which uh, is really interesting to me, is game design versus web or even iOS app design. Like, I haven't done any actual game design, so my everything is is just a hypothesis, but. Um, I feel like there would be a big difference between the two. Yeah. So do you want to give us like maybe a brief intro of like what you've been doing and then what are some of the bigger differences between app design and game design? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So we've been working on a um, internal project and it's unlike what we've been doing in the past in the sense that it's uh, a game. So it's a primarily a mobile game where you're supposed to do something and be rewarded, <laughs> just like any other video game. So for me, I, I do play a lot of games, but I have never worked on one in the past. And it was, it was one of those things that I always thought, I want to I wanna try this someday. I, I read a lot of stuff about game design you know, as a, as a hobby, uh, like I don't, I don't do a game design, but I like, I enjoy reading, you know, interviews with, uh, famous game designers and game developers, things like that. So I think there's a major difference <laughs> is that in game design, you don't start with a problem and then you try to rationalize, uh, your thoughts to solve it. Like the way we do in product design or in software design, like we have this specific problem and we will do a design sprint or or whatever and we will try to define the problem and come up with solutions and then prototype them and try like see if these if these like ideas solve the the problem in game design we don't have any of that you have basically the only premise you have is that we've got to make something fun this is the only objective you have so uh it's a double-edged sword because on one end it's very open so it's as long as it's fun, it should be okay. On the other hand, it's really hard to to give you like guidance on on where to start. Where do I look? Where like 
how how do we tackle this so it it's very it's very based on the aha moment where each member of the team would just like brainstorm keep thinking about like things that might make the game fun and then we keep trying them i think the the turning point in a game project though is the point where you have the very basic mechanic prototyped and you try it and it feels good i think this is where the project has actually started because before like before that that turning point everything you do is just like trying to come up with with the concept and it's really hard it's like I, i'm telling you hey kyle we're gonna work in a on an app and then your, your next question is going to be what does this app do and if i tell you uh well i don't know it's an app and that yeah i don't know what what it should do then you can imagine how hard it would be to start so my question so i i've played my fair share of video games um in the past and the thing that i usually gravitate to are games that have a really good storyline that tell like i work basically through a story um, and then a lot of the game mechanics are really well done. Uh, I feel like the storyline is similar to uh, the problem statement for an application. And then the game mechanics are basically UX for getting through the flow. Is, is that like a good assumption? Yes and no. Because like the story is... Do you think that the story is important to have fun in a game? Yeah, I think if you look at some of the most popular games on iOS or even ever, like they all have even, it's usually like a very basic core storyline, at least from my standpoint. And then they have on iOS, they have really easy game mechanics, something really easy to learn. Yeah. I don't know, but I get what you mean when you say that the story is somehow important but a lot of games i enjoyed recently have no or very little story like i don't know i i enjoyed playing uh flappy bird uh i mean i don't know if you if you if you did but i personally did and that game has absolutely no story no no nothing it's just you're you're a bird and you need to like you know you need to keep going moving right uh or um there's that like a lo- still a storyline though for, yes, for me, it that's is. still like that's still a story. Like you have a character and you have an objective, and even though you don't know, like maybe the whole story isn't shown to you. Like you have no idea why you want to keep on going, right? Other than to get keep <laughs> get as far as you possibly can. But like, there's still a storyline there to it. Yeah, I get you now. I I think I, I was taking story, you know, as a scenario sort of thing where I have. Like, you know, I have characters and they interact with each other in this. Story. But yeah, in a, in a very broad sense, every game has a story. Even Tetris might yeah. have a story like you have blocks. And, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, a story and mechanics are the hardest things to pin down and also are the they're the very core of the game. So once you have those two pinned down, you're pretty much there in terms of like getting the, the, the wheels uh, turning. For, for like, you know, making prototypes, iterating, playing. And I, I think the major difference is that on every iteration, the, the question that you're asking is, how can I make this more fun? Or how can I make this more sticky? Like, how, how can I make it more addicting? Although I, this question is not typically something I am personally interested 
with. To me, a game could be fun and not necessarily sticky or addicting. Uh, but a lot of game designers these days try to make their games sticky so that you keep coming back for more. And I think those are the questions that you keep asking every every time. And the answers most of the time are not something you can put on paper and try to rationalize it. It's it's you have you have to to go to to the editor or or whatever tool you're using and change these values and do these little tweaks and then try it and see if if you enjoy it. And by try it, I mean like keep it there for a few days and try it with that new idea and see if you like it or not. And then if you don't, then you're going to scrap it or, or, you know, replace it with something else. So it's in that sense, it's very, very different from what we usually do. And I, I think, I think now I understand more how, like what games, game designers go through. Like it's, it's not, it's, it, it might, it might sound easy from, as an, uh, an outsider, but once you look at that closely, I think it's uh, it's harder than what we typically do. Because, like, knowing myself, I like to rationalize everything to to make like all all like anything I will be doing on this app will have a a reason. Like, because this usability study gave us this specific like result, and we're gonna use that or whatever. And I know that sometimes not like not all design is data. Like there is a, a subjective part uh, in in what we do. But in game design, I feel like that subjective part takes the lion lion share in in the design process. Yeah, yeah. So my my gut would say that that's because the storyline is in it's not as concrete as usually one of our problem statements would be. Or that, again, yeah. that would be one of my assumptions. And like, as you're building a storyline and building the app, you're, you're kind of like defining that where we usually go into an app with a defined story, a defined problem statement and like slowly refining it. But like at the end of the day, you know what, what the objective is for the user. Whereas you don't know the objective for the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what I just said might sound as if they're totally different, but there are actually a lot of common points too. So I pointed out a difference, but prioritizing things and saying no to new ideas in new features are, are exactly the same, uh, regardless of it, uh, of it like being a game or a website or an app. Because in, in games, like the sky is the limit like these days that mobile devices are super like powerful so it's not we don't even have that constraint of uh, uh graphics at least not for a certain uh type of games uh like the ones the one we're making which is not like graphic intensive so we don't have those limitations i think the only limitations that we need to impose on ourselves is like when do we stop and at what point we will be adding things that will be a debt to us. Uh, like the more we add, the more we have to make sure that whatever we add is still like cohesive with the, with the whole. And whenever you add things, you're adding like, yeah, you're adding not, not only technical debt, but also like gameplay debt or you're adding feature that because whenever you introduce a new thing then you have to make sure that all these other things still play nice with that new thing so things like think of it like power-ups or levels or boss fights or whatever like all of these things we we have to think a lot before we add any of these because every every little change uh, can actually make it an entirely different game 
one of one of the things I've been doing most in this project is just saying, or at least not well, saying no and explaining why we would like to to not do that at this point. Uh, try trying trying to keep the the scope very small so that we can keep control of how this game evolves and how it becomes better. So in that regard, I would say it's very similar to what we we usually do. How are you handling? Before I ask the question, I, I totally agree with you, especially with iOS games, because like you have, you're not limited graphically, but you're limited by the space and the controls, right? Like yeah. there's o- only so much space on, well, I guess the iPhones are getting a lot bigger and bigger, but there's only so much space on them. <laughs> um, so like you're, you're dealing with someone with that might have a, a five or maybe even a 4S. I don't know what you guys are building it for, but there's limited amount of space and you are you have to deal with someone's either forefinger or or thumb being in the view of the yeah. the actual gameplay. So like that to me has always been one of the interesting challenges about designing a game for iOS is because you have to, you have to build in the controls to the game and you're dealing with very limited space. So I think the games that f- for me have have solved that have have just had a very simple gameplay, and that, that seems to be what what you're alluding to yeah. here with your process. H- have you been handling like the project tracker the same way you would be handling uh, an application? Like, do you have a next up a currently working on, um, and then you know acceptance yeah. columns, or is it? Like, have you have you diverged from that slightly? Actually, no. Surprise! Like, I was surprised that our workflow works pretty well for games as well. So <laughs> we we still do. So the only thing is missing is that we don't do that much of TDD right now, just because. Well, there isn't much to TDD, and even if there is, I think the point is to keep constantly playing the game and trying it and. And that's a lot more important than making sure that always this pro- like that a certain projectile always follows a certain path or whatever. So, but other than that, uh, yes, we've been using GitHub uh, pull requests. Uh, we've been using like uh, cards uh, or user stories. Sometimes job stories, although there are not many job stories, but sometimes we try to write them as job stories. So that's a, a, an interesting question. Like I agree that the, the jobs for job stories might not work out for a game. You said you've been writing user stories. I'm interested to hear, like, just because this is something that I'm interested in currently, is there, like, how are you writing them? (laughs) Uh, I find it really hard because most of the time I'm talking as the player. Or, like, first I would call them player stories, not user stories. But I think user can be applied to both. But... Uh, so it would it would go if it's a, a user story or a player story. It would go as a player. Um, I want to be able to do blah blah blah, so that when I'm hit by blah blah blah, I can do blah 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 sort of thing. Uh, or if it's a of, or if it's a job story, I would go when this certain enemy does this certain thing. I want to be able to uh, avoid that thing so that I can play longer or some 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 reason i think the hardest part i found was the uh, last the in the job story is the goal like the last part so that i can do something like a lot of times the goal would be just so that i can survive more or so that i can 
you know, I can enjoy the game. And all of them can, can be replaced with, so that I can enjoy the game more. But I, I try to I try to sometimes to, to write a more descriptive. Yeah, that was my, my gut reaction to, to you using job stories is like the outcome would always be to enjoy the game more, to like avoid enemies, yeah. to, or I would feel like a lot of the time that outcome would be similar. But the first two parts, the the context of like when I'm doing something is actually really interesting. Yeah. Or, or like I, I feel like it could be. Yeah, it is. Actually, I like I like job stories more just because of that, because they when you're reading them you start by the context first so it, it situates you better than as something i want to do something uh I, that's just a personal preference but overall i guess our our workflow works uh pretty well um granted i haven't been doing as much code as i do in other projects i've been very hands-off uh especially since the stack is something very foreign to me and even though i could learn it i think at this point i want to focus on game design and like general project uh direction and our developers are, are great so they do a really good job at and the thing is uh Kale, who is the main developer working on this he he's been very like also taking initiative uh, this is what i really like about like uh, this this project is that like everyone tries to make the game uh, more interesting in certain ways and, and a lot of things that happen happen just we don't even talk about them and he would just try something and he would like it and he would ask us if if we want to try it and then he would push it and we'll try it and it would stay there uh, it's like a very serendipitous sort of uh s- setup so I, I i like that so a while ago you said that like you're ma- not making changes as quick because you want to like actually play the game a lot with those changes before you make a judgment call yeah is is that slowing down the process or is it making your process more thoughtful like how is that affecting the game design versus what like you would normally do with app design which i feel like you do something we'd have a couple users test it and then you know see if it works or not and then move on i think i think it's uh we realized after like i think we've done that for a couple of iterations where we would quickly discard things uh just by looking at the uh the editor like the preview like without installing them or anything and we realized that that's not actually a good idea because uh what you get in the previewer usually is different from what you will get on an actual device so there was that thing and also some ideas might appear bad or good on the spot because you're not actually playing you're you're trying to build this feature or whatever so it looks fine like you you adjust this little thing here and you add speed for instance and it looks really fast and you're happy but once you start playing that you start feeling the frustration or the other way around like something that that appears pretty bad on the previewer and we don't like it because the mindset so i guess it all comes down to context and uh, we want to try the thing in the best context possible or in the actual po- like context of playing the game. Like I'm sitting uh, on my couch. I have like five, 10 minutes to play a game before some TV show starts or something. That's the right context we want to capture and see if those specific speed settings and things actually work. So that's why we try to keep them for a while. And sometimes, you know, you might, we might not like something at first because humans in general don't like change. So 
whenever we change something, obviously your gut reaction is, uh, I used to like the way it used to be. So, but if we keep it for, you know, a week or two or two days, I don't know, like a certain period of time, then we, we start actually to get used to the new thing. And then we can, we can have a better judgment that's not clouded by our previous experiences. And I think even app design or web design should, should do something like this. It's harder that provided because like doing usability testing is not always easy and doing this continuous usability testing also it's not easy but in our case since we're the target anyone can be the target audience so it's easy for us to find testers among ourselves it's not like we're making some app for like specific use uh, we might make it with the end user in mind but as long as we're not using it we might be missing some details so I guess that's the challenge uh, when making apps or websites for games uh, most people can play them if they're you know generic games uh, not not to specific uh, genres or things like that are you finding that you're taking like longer breaks in between designing so like is it like design a little bit take a break and play the game or is it like design a little bit move on to another project play the game at night or play the game on your commute in and then see how that works Yes, more 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 of the latter. Yeah, okay. I, I I try to I try not to work on this project full time uh, for a lot of reasons. One of them is, well, if I do work on it full time, I I will lose the. Uh, okay, it's hard to to put this into words, but the more I'm involved with something, the more I lose the big picture or you know the beginner's mind. I don't know how to call that, but yeah, you get you get stuck in the weeds as opposed to yeah. seeing the the big picture. No, I right, I, right, right. I get where you're going. <laughs> so, and and in game design that's fatal because I mean, I understand that there are some people who do it because it's their job and things like that, but for my first like uh, this is my first project I do this. I want to do it in a way that I keep looking at the big picture instead of get, getting into the minute details so i do actually get into the minute details but i get an in and then i get out and then i go do something else uh we shipped an app recently so i've been working on that as well and then i come back when when kale or some other developer asks me some feedback i play the game and then i provide feedback and then i try to tune out as like after that so that i always keep the tester mind and also i keep thinking of things away from the editor and because I, I realized something is that the more you look at the implementation details the harder it becomes to uh think of the bigger picture things so it's it's just a matter of learning like how to balance obviously most of the time we don't have this luxury of being able to to go in and out like if you're working on a client project you're in four days you can go out like basically you can go out on friday and the weekend but you're still you have those four day, continuous days of doing the same work in this case if i can do it i will totally do it and i like actually doing it just not for this project but for any project uh having like the ability to to tune in and out always gives you gives you especially if they're multiple projects you can actually cross-pollinate so some ideas you might have actually it's it's funny because the best ideas that i usually have or that turn out to be the best are actually ideas i have when i'm not actively thinking about that thing so i would be on a different project or working on something different and i only have an idea but from this like about this other thing I'm very, I don't know, I, I realize that I'm very bad at um, sitting down and forcing myself to think about something. 
and that's why I usually suck at design uh, sprints in the way we, we do them because I find it really hard to be creative in that setup. But it's, I guess, just a personal thing. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of leads me into like what was my last question about this was like, is there anything that you know you've learned from this process so far that we could apply to our application design? Um, is there a way that we could break up your time so that you're either working on multiple clients or you're only working on clients part-time and apps part-time? Like, is there, you know, <laughs> is there anything we can learn from game design uh, and apply to our web and other iOS applications? Yeah, I think the, the only thing that, I, that uh, immediately comes to mind is you have to always keep your beginner's mind when working on something. In a, in, a, in a sense that always try to be thinking, looking at the core of the, this project you're working on without getting too stuck into the details and implementations and things like that. I think it's something that we often, or I personally often miss in some projects, especially long-term ones, is that at some point you just lose that vision. Like you can try hard to not to, but it's really hard to fight your your brain because at some point your brain just have these uh, like uh, landmarks and for this specific problem. And whenever you start thinking about something, you're already like restrained in it that a specific area that your brain has allocated for for the specific problem. And you keep trying to break away from these restrictions, but it becomes harder over time. So. I guess um, my my I'm not sure how practical it is to do this in a in a company setting. So one idea you just mentioned is uh, making people ro- like making rotations a lot faster uh, than what we do. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing could be just on a mental uh, mental personal level. Like you would train yourself to uh, think about multiple things at the same time. Or not not necessarily at the same time, but at the same like period of time. Like say in this week, I have these things that I want to tackle. Uh, it could be a, a client project and this other side project and this other investment project. And you're always constantly thinking of at least not actively thinking, but passively thinking about each. And it allows the brain actually to be a little bit more free in 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 his thinking process. That's 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 my. It's not specific to this project, but that's something that I've been noticing recently. Or is that the the more things I tend to be putting my hands on, the actually the easier it becomes. It, it's not as controllable or as predictable, but still, it, it usually yields better results because, again, the brain likes to to have that sort of like creative freedom, of like I can I can think about these problems and and sometimes you're thinking actively about something but at the same time your brain is processing something passively so i don't know that's that's one thing but again uh keeping the beginner's mind when working on any problem is very important i think i'm not sure if i made sense no you can make like i think some of that is just your personal preference like i know a while ago long time ago we didn't have four days a week on client like it wasn't that restrictive um yeah and for me the amount of ramp up and ramp down time it didn't make sense and i was never able to like 
or I didn't feel like I was able to like fully wrap my head around the application's problems. But recently, last year, I've been splitting up my time more. Um, some of that is just due because like of the new MD role in, in Philly and, and trying to promote stuff. But like instead of doing four days... What is of, MD? Some <laughs> listeners might not know. Managing director. Okay, thank you. Instead of doing four days a week on client work, there was a time where I have two days on client work uh, and then two days on Philly stuff. Uh, there was a period where I was booked full on client work, but it was two days on one client and two days on another client. So that to me was interesting from my perspective because like, I feel like a, a day is good enough time period where I can jump into a project, feel confident in the work that I'm doing, and then at the end of the day, stop. But anything smaller than that, I feel that... I'm jumping around too much. Uh, and I noticed that a lot with like, I, I had some time right after the Christmas break without a client and I was jumping around from project to project and I didn't feel like I was accomplishing as much as I could if I had more focus on one or two projects a week instead of like jumping around to like five or six. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well, the thing is, it depends on what you're trying to do. So I do actually have moments where I want continuous time working on one thing, but that's that's usually when I need to do implementation work or something like that. But th so it depends. Like if if it's solving problems, then I don't think working an entire day on that on one thing will help me solve it better. But once I have the the solution and I need to work on it to implement it, that's probably when I need continuous time working on it. Like I don't want to write a line, line of code here and then go do some line of code elsewhere. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking from a creative point of view, solving creative problem, well, not necessarily creative, like any sort of problem. Once the, like you have that tipping point of I know what I need to do, That mm -hmm. that's when I sort of like I need a, a chunk of time, continuous chunk of time. And I, I become increasingly annoyed if I keep uh, being like interrupted. But I, I totally get your your uh, your point. Yeah. No, it's, it's certainly interesting and it's certainly something that we should keep in mind. I think this is a good, a good point to call it. So you can find the show notes at tentative.fm slash two. We're also on, on Twitter. I am at Kaishin and I'm at Kyle Fiedler. And you can also email us at hosts at tentative.fm. All right. Cool. Uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Later.